Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 523, How to Build and Scale an Employee Volunteer Program. Today we're going to be talking about best practices to get employees involved with volunteer initiatives and how to maintain the program's impact. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage Success core team. The Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, inspiring people and workplaces to thrive. And we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, which is engagesuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list, and all our social media links are there too. My guest today is Melissa Hackmeyer, who's Global Head of Employee and Community at Merck Life Science. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start by um, you telling us a bit about who you are and who Merck Life Science are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, my background is actually in public relations and communications. Um, I call that my first career. And now I lead global employee and community engagement as part of our sustainability and social business innovation team at Mark Life Science. Uh, We are a science and technology company. um, And um, in my role, um, which I've been in for about 10 years now, I focus on all of our nonprofit partnerships including our philanthropic investments, as well as developing and implementing our SPARC Global Employee Volunteer Program. And then within our SPARC program, we have our Curiosity Science Education Programming. So that's our Curiosity Labs and Curiosity Cube. And with those, we are leveraging our employees for skills-based volunteering to spark curiosity in the next generation of scientists, um, particularly focusing on students who wouldn't otherwise have access to hands-on science learning. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Happy to go into more detail as we go through the interview. Lovely. Thank you. So let's start by talking about um, where, um, and this is a, a suggestion, the spark for your uh, employee volunteer program came from. Yeah. So um, back in 2015, Merck acquired Sigma Aldridge. And through that acquisition, there was a desire to unite employees in our shared commitment to giving back to the communities in which we live and work. And so that's sort of where the the SPARC Global Volunteer Program was born. Uh, We really wanted to leverage our employees' skills and expertise in a volunteer program. And so at the heart of that program uh, was the evolution of what was previously a local St. Louis-based program that was developed um, in the Legacy Sigma Aldridge organization. And we evolved that to create our own global curiosity labs program. And so that was served as the heart of our spark volunteer program. Um, But then, you know, there are a lot of other facets that developed out of that as well. Um, But really it was all about engaging our employees and having our employees from both companies come together to um, become engaged and give back to the communities around them. And it's, quite a, a big investment to do something like that. So why was it seen as important? 
Yeah, so um, you're, you're definitely right. Um, definitely a big investment, um, especially when you're looking to engage as many employees as possible. Um, we um, now have 28,000 employees, so quite a large organization. Um, and really our leadership um, felt that it was really important to um, have an impact on the communities in which we live and work um, and engage employees in that way and um, saw the benefit of employee volunteerism um, for our employees, for the team, for the company as a whole. It was really ingrained in the culture of both individual companies and then the company combined that they wanted to continue to build. Mm-hmm. And tell us a bit more about that sort of culture and how it fitted with that. You've talked about the curiosity sort of part of it. So what, where, where was the sort of, um, the, what, what are the values of the program? How, how is it um, that it's about curiosity, you know, rather than yeah. other organizations might have different views about how they do that? So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So um, like I mentioned, we are a life science company, and our purpose as a company is together we impact life and health with science. And so our SPARC and science education programs are focused on sparking curiosity in the next generation of scientists. And so when we think about helping to create solutions for people across the world and a sustainable future for generations to come, that next generation of scientists is a really integral component to that. And so, um, as I mentioned previously, we're really focused on increasing access to science education, and our programs are focused on underrepresented populations in science, particularly people of color and women. Um, And so we look to our employees and we model this behavior as our diverse leaders and volunteers are working directly with students in the communities. And so these students in the communities can see that, you know, scientists all around the world who look just like them um, can create a better tomorrow. So it's really tied back to you know what we do and what um, th- what the heart of our company is all about being a science company. Mm-hmm. And started what what did that look like? Where did it come from, and how did you get everyone involved and, and make sure that everyone was involved? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, at the time it was an entirely new concept. Um, we I think at our Various sites around the world, there was a little bit of volunteering happening, but um, definitely not in a cohesive global program. And so, like I mentioned before, we really wanted Spark to be a catalyst for employee engagement and uniting employees across the company. Um, And we wanted to do it in an entirely new way, so really leveraging employee skills and expertise. And so um, I mentioned our Curiosity Labs program. So that really was at the heart of Spark at the beginning. And just to give a little background on that program, so Curiosity Labs um, is a program that we've developed in partnership with Washington University in St. Louis, their Institute for School Partnerships. And we work with them to develop science lessons geared toward that eight to 13 year old age range that are interactive um, experiential lessons, um, have hands-on components, and then we provide our employees with training on the lessons, the kits of materials that are needed for the lesson, and then they go into classrooms and teach the lessons. And this happens uh, globally around the world where we have operations. And um, so that's really allowing our employees to leverage their science expertise to give back. Um, And so while, you know, 
our science, scientists um, are able to present the lessons and so forth. We have employees in all different departments throughout the company that take the training and then go in and provide support for the lessons as well. Um, so mm -hmm. that, that was really key and really important. Um, and so we started out presenting a case to senior leadership with defined goals and metrics we wanted to achieve for the program. And what we did was showcase the approach for how we could go about uh, achieving those goals that were, we were setting. And so um, one key element of that is creating what we call spark, local spark teams. So we have spark teams at every site and we um, empower them to organize and plan events locally. Um, they're the ones that are on the ground. They can recruit employees locally. They can reach out to schools and other nonprofit partner organizations at the local level. Um, so they're really the, um, the implementers of the program. Um, but we, at, at the global level, have been providing um, materials and resources, um, collateral, um, training, as I mentioned, in order to give them the, the tools and resources necessary to go out and um, volunteer within their community. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. integral piece has been what we call our Spark Portal. So it's an online platform where all our volunteer opportunities globally are housed. So employees can go on at any time and search for opportunities in their location and sign up for those opportunities. And that allows us to have a tracking mechanism, um, going back to the, the goals and the metrics uh, for what we're doing and how, um, how the volunteer um, events are implemented and the impact that they're mm -hmm. having. Um, and then finally, so, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, finally, um, the other important part to the approach was the feedback mechanism. So we wanted to understand the impact, um, not just from employees, which of course is so important, but then also the students that we were engaging with. Um, and that mm -hmm. allowed us to then develop and evolve the program further. So where where do the opportunities come from, or so how do they happen? So you're saying that once they're available, employees can go onto the portal and apply for the the ones that they're interested in. Who's organising them, and how how do you determine what's a suitable opportunity and what isn't? Yeah, so that's a great question. So we had guidelines over what constitutes a volunteer opportunity and what doesn't. Um, we also would train our SPARK teams, and they would be the ones, and still are the ones that um, initiate the majority of our volunteer opportunities. So um, they are reaching out to local schools. We have local partner organizations um, around the world, and they are the point, main point of contact for those local organizations in their own communities. And so they connect with them on volunteer opportunities. Um, so they're the ones that are mm -hmm. driving the opportunities at the local level. But that said, you know, anyone, even if you're not part of a Spark team and you want to create a volunteer opportunity or there's a nonprofit organization in your community that has an op opportunity for a number of employees, you can create your own um, event on the Spark portal as well. Mm -hmm. And what, is, what are some of the criteria? Uh, when you said schools, I sort of imagined it was teaching science in school, but then you've said, you know, somebody might come up with an idea and, and that might turn into an opportunity. So what, what sort of things fit and what sort of things don't? Yeah, so great question. I would say um, in terms of 
how we frame Spark. So I mentioned the skills-based volunteering um, focused on Curiosity Labs. We always ha also have our Curiosity Cube, which is a retrofitted shipping container turned mobile science lab. It travels around North America and Europe with science experiments inside. So that's another opportunity on the skills-based mm -hmm. side. But we know that not all employees want to give back in that way. Some people might not enjoy working with kids or not feel comfortable if they don't have a science background. And so we also offer civic opportunities. And so um, examples of that could be um, a meal pack, food meal packing event um, or a highway or beach cleanup, for example. Um, uh -huh. So employees can do that. Um, but then there's other, other opportunities that sometimes employees will come to us with that we don't count as volunteering. So for example, if someone is um, running in a 5K um, or biking in a bike race, we don't consider that a volunteer opportunity per se. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you provide any incentives for employees to participate? Yes. Um, so we have um, 16 hours of paid time off per employee uh, for volunteering per year. Um, and so, uh, you know, we definitely encourage all employees to take advantage of that benefit that the company provides. Um, we also recently announced um, uh, awards and recognition programs. So um, that is something that we've seen a lot of engagement on. We offer quarterly and annual awards and recognition opportunities for employees as well as individual, uh, individual employees as well as Spark teams. Um, and so that's added ways if there is an employee or a team is going above and beyond um, Say they figure out a new way to um, engage a local school in um, curiosity labs, or um, they are volunteering um, more than their 16 hours of paid time off. Um, and we award them with recognition, both within the form of communication, so internal communications, um, as well as um, swag and for spark teams one of the things that we've done that they are really excited about is a for spark team winner we um, are then donating a certain amount of money to their nonprofit organization of choice um, within our global nonprofit partner network um, and so that's been something that's been really impactful for the spark teams that have won the uh, the team awards mm -hmm. and if I to some of the employees about their experience and why they're, they're doing the volunteering what sort of things do you think they'd be saying I guess you must get feedback from them all the time yeah um, that's a great question because this is something that you know we don't necessarily get with the quantitative metrics but it's more qualitative and um, you know people say everything from oh I had the opportunity to meet colleagues that I've worked in the same building with for years and I never knew um, people who are able to leverage um, existing skills, but also gain new skills. Um, a lot of times mm -hmm. we have employee groups that will volunteer as a team, um, and so helps to strengthen team bonding. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, we hear from employees, you know, I'm so proud to work for a company that provides this type of opportunity and allows me to give back to my community in this way. Mm 
So we talked at the beginning about sort of where it came from, how you sort of started off with getting the sort of buy-in and, and getting things set up. But tell us a bit more about what that process looked like, because it, it sounds like a, a massive program from what you've now told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and clearly it came from nothing to where it is now. What, 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 what were the steps that, that uh, you went through? Yeah, so when we launched Spark, um, we actually launched it as a two-week initiative. Um, so in that two-week time span, we had um, the Spark teams that had recently formed organizing local events um, throughout those two weeks. So, you know, thousands of events across the world with a, a ton of employees volunteering. Um, and so it was a big launch. Um, but the idea of the program from the start was really to be continuous. So people can volunteer throughout the year at any time that works for them and their schedule. Um, and, you know, taking into consideration different constraints that might be happening at different times at different sites. Um, and so, you know, that was a big uh, introduction, if you will. And then from there, we, um, we wanted to have specific points in time to um, – to showcase the program and to communicate out about it. And so we then evolved to quarterly Spark Weeks um, that we did for a few years. Um, and then now, you know, people are volunteering, um, you know, whatever works for them. And we have events happening on a daily basis around the world. And so it was definitely an evolution um, and something mm-hmm. that uh, we had to constantly communicate about and um, talk about and, um, you know, make sure that people understood that, you know, this is something that is just inherent in um, our culture and a benefit that the company offers. Yeah, yeah. So how have you made that transition? Because it, it makes, you know, when I'm listening, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that would make sense that you, you, you know, have some events and, and, and you get all that sort of, um, you know, rah-rah to get it happening there and then. But the, the sort of maintaining it, the keeping the excitement going over a prolonged period of time is, is much harder. How, how do you do that? How are you keeping that momentum going? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, for our Spark teams, we do quarterly calls with them where we are updating them on any new programmatic elements. We also um, have um, one or two teams provide a case study of what they're doing in their location, kind of as a best practice sharing. And that really serves as a way to continuously engage our Spark teams, those that are organizing the events, um, and offer different, um, different ideas and ways that they can further recruit and engage employees locally at their site. Um, so that's one piece, the awards and recognition um, program that we launched last year has been really huge just in driving increased engagement as well. And then I would say mm-hmm. too, you know, it's a constant um, constant communication, like I mentioned. So um, the Spark teams are voluntary. So this is employees that are volunteering to organize events above and beyond their day-to-day job. And so with that, mm-hmm. there's natural uh, turnover or changes to the Spark teams at the various sites. And so um, when when that happens, um, we on my team we will go out and we will do info sessions uh, for employees to recruit new members. And we also know that you know just in general there's always new employees at the company, and we want to 
um, communicate to them and we want to make them aware of the opportunities as well. And so we do a lot of info sessions, a lot of um, communications in that sense to um, continue mm -hmm. the momentum. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what are your future plans? How will it continue to develop? Yeah, so we've um, we've started tapping into different groups within the company. So one of the areas where we've been focusing on is how can we integrate Spark among our employee resource groups. Um, so we have ERGs that come to us wanting to do a Spark event, and so that's been great. Um, we also are looking to get more granular in terms of the goals and impacts that we're setting. So Right now, we're, we have goals at a global level, um, and we report out at a global level in terms of the impact that we're having. And one of the things that we want to do to drive more engagement at the site level is have site-specific goals and then showcase the impact um, of the, the site and what they're actually accomplishing at that local level. Um, and then another area that we're exploring is uh, um, Spark advisory group, so bringing together a diverse group of employees that have been engaged in Spark over the years as a way to um, further evolve the program and the ideas and um, think about new and innovative ways that we can further engage employees and the community. Mm -hmm. And you've talked uh, throughout about uh, measures and, and um, targets and so on. What are you actually measuring? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. So we look at um, volunteer hours. So um, just to give you an example, since the program launched in 2016, we have had employees volunteer nearly 135,000 volunteer hours across 3,800 events um, in 46 countries. So we look at, look at that, the employee engagement piece. And then we also look at the students that we're impacting through our skills-based programs. So um, with Curiosity Labs and Curiosity Cube and our other science education programs, we've been able to reach more than 387,000 students to date. Um, so we look at that, but then we also take it a step further. So with our um, science education programming, we survey students who are participating in our programming as well as teachers. Uh, to get feedback, and we're asking questions not just about uh, the knowledge that they're learning through the experiments, but their attitudes towards science and curiosity um, to really be able to understand the impact that uh, our programming is having on them. And do you have any sort of indication of, um, I don't know how long the program's been running, and but any indication of whether people have come to work with you as a result of being touched by the program at some stage in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we have um, some anecdotal evidence of um, a few people who now are employees that previously engaged in um, some sort of programming with us. So um, I have a colleague mm -hmm. in the Burlington, Massachusetts site um, where I work who um, you know, came up to me and said, I was a student at a site tour visit to um, mm -hmm your site when I was in high school and, you know, it had such an impact on me and, you know, now he works at the company. Um, in terms of our Curiosity Q program, it started in 2017. So um, we're hoping that we'll have um, some of those stories to tell in a few more years um, when, mm -hmm. you know, students are 
out of college and looking to to get into work. Um, but yes, that mm-hmm. that is uh, that is what we hope for. And if you were sort of talking to other organisations that don't do anything like this, what what would your sort of pitch be to them to do it? Because it, like we said at the beginning, it's a really it's a big investment to do something like this, and it's not for immediate gain in terms of that recruitment piece that we just sort of touched on. Um, uh, but there's all sorts of other sort of benefits to it. But for some organisations, it would be, you know, a step too far because it just feels quite sort of altruistic, I suppose, and, and a big investment for, you know, what would be their question. What, what would you say to those people from the impact that it's having in your organisation? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of benefits uh, from the employee engagement side of things. Um, you know, there's research out there that showcases um, showcases the benefits. And just um, to name a few that we have realized, um, and I think I mentioned this a little bit before, just in terms of having employees leverage their existing skills and gain new skills, um, meeting new colleagues and expanding their network, strengthening their team bond. Um, there are actually health benefits um, that volunteering and employee engagement um, helps to reduce stress. Um, and then also providing a sense of accomplishment and pride for um, for the employees uh, who are working at a company that supports this. Um, you know, we've heard, um, like I said before, we've heard from employees, you know, I am so proud to work for a company that allows this. Um, and it, it makes me feel so good, and I feel like I have such an impact when I go to my local school down the street and I'm able to um, – spark curiosity in science for the students there and see the joy on their face when they're, um, you know, putting on a VR headset for the first time or looking in a microscope for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for these other companies that might be listening and thinking about the idea of introducing something like this, what sort of advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of lessons learned, right? We've been doing this for many years now, and um, there's there's definitely a lot I can talk about. I think um, just to highlight a few, um, manager buy-in and participation is so critical. We have our uh, CEO and other senior leadership um, that are supportive, and they actually participate in these volunteer opportunities, and then they share their experience out, and that has just been so critical in terms of um, showcasing to employees that you know it is okay to go out and volunteer and um, understanding the impact that it's having across the organization Um, also employees want to get involved and give back um, but they really need the guidance and the resources and tools in order to do so so um, you know that really just helps provide a structure for them on how to go about doing something like this Um, and i will say that the 16 hours of paid time off to volunteer as a benefit um, is critical in that as well. Um, from mm-hmm. a global perspective, understanding cultural viewpoints with respect to volunteering is really important. Um, you know, countries and um, companies in different locations view volunteering differently, and so just being able to have that understanding and that knowledge. Um, so if you are going out and trying to start a global program, you understand the intricacies of that. Um, measuring impact is critical for program growth and improvement. And then I think the last thing and probably the most important is to realize and understand it's a journey. 
It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's important to celebrate the big and small milestones along the way. Thank you. That's uh, really comprehensive. Definitely um, um, interesting for anyone thinking about uh, implementing something, although I'm sure people won't be thinking about something on such a grand scale initially. <laughs> it's taken you a while to get there, hasn't it? Yes. And smart, starting small is okay. Um, that's yeah. oftentimes the way to go, right? <laughs> and and how you approach it with your employees in terms of communication and 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 the way that, that you're running it has that changed o over the years? We've just got a sort of minute or two left. And yeah, has, so as it's we, grown, it's, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely have always um, communicated a lot and tried to be consistent in the communication. I think um, maybe how or what we're communicating has changed in terms of um, not just talking about the quantitative metrics, but also telling those qualitative stories um, mm -hmm. and bringing it to life for people. Um, we also have moved to doing more video communication versus just, you know, an internal article on our internet. And that, again, really brings it to life for people too. Um, yeah. And helps to showcase mm -hmm. the, the reality and the impact of what we're doing. Lovely. Thank you, Melissa. It's been so interesting talking to you and uh, such such a great story to, to hear about uh, your employee volunteer program. So thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. And just to let you know, um, next week I'll be back again speaking to Vaughan Sigmon, uh, who's co-founder of Results Driven Leadership. And we're going to be talking about how to unlock your employees' full potential through transformative leadership practices. So I'll be back next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.